0: Welcome to Rethinking Leadership, where we're serving fresh ideas over coffee because nothing happens before coffee. I'm Jackie Lesser. And
1: I'm Dee Yarrison. Grab your favorite mug and let us fill you up. Hi, Dee. Hey, Jackie. How are you? Good. How about you? I am well. Thank you. Ready to dive in? Yeah, Mm -hmm. I wanted to, I was really excited actually to
0: talk to you today about something that has been on my mind for for a long time, but especially because I just wrote a blog about it. And
1: that is how we talk to ourselves, self-talk. Wow. It's amazing how this actually has not come up I know yet. I mean, it's probably come up in other, many of our podcast conversations, but as its own topic, because this is certainly one that we work with. I know I work with it with myself every single day, and it's a very important place to focus our coaching work too, because in my opinion, it, you know, if we're not looking at our relationship with ourself and the way we're speaking and being and, you know, thinking and relating to myself, I'm not really going to be able to make, you know, to grow, to move forward. And I think that, that our
0: last few, last five probably episodes have been around, you know, me with other or you with other, you know, yeah. and, and the relationship aspect. And this one is so foundational to that one. Yeah, you know how you're yes. talking to yourself really affects the quality of how you speak to other people. How you relate to yourself affects the quality of how you relate to other people. So, I think this is a pretty juicy topic, and certainly one that's really at the top of my mind right now. First, because of the blog, but second because I like had a seriously transformational shift this weekend, and then fall, you know, coming into this week around. A story, like a narrative that I've been telling myself. Mm-hmm. And I realized that because I felt shame around, you know, who I am for a number of different reasons, I was speaking to myself in, in a way that kind of corroborated that story. Yes. And just realizing, wow, I am so, first of all, being aware of it, but then second of all, deciding like no more, mm-hmm. like that's not true. And no more, I think you once said to me something about you know we are we're informed about who we are based on how we grow up, who we interact with the you know, the most significant people in our lives. And I'm not saying that that's how I came to shame because i I don't think that is necessarily, but i'm I'm sure that it had some bearing on it, you know, like if you do something bad and you misunderstand what you're doing for who you and and who you're being, but i think I think that I've been working on myself for a long time and it's probably been to overcome shame
1: and this yeah well and that's a very very common I mean I don't I don't know that we I mean I don't know if it's common or not to walk around and and be thinking like to to just know that to know wow I am now shaming myself you know I don't know if we have that language but can I just clarify or, or not even clarify but just elaborate on what you just said when you were saying what I said. Yes. Um, because I think, yeah, I think what I said was we learn who we are, like our first interactions, whether that be to our parents or our, you know, my biological mom, dad, or a caregiver, the way that we are interacted with the way that I'm interacted with teaches me right who I okay. am in the world. It doesn't necessarily teach me the truth of who I am in the world, but it teaches. So in other words, if I'm interacted with someone who is very, if my mom is very, very busy and, you know, doesn't have, time for me and I, you know, I might grow up feeling like, oh, I'm a burden. I can't, I shouldn't really bother people with my needs. You know, and then if I can't do and I might get very self-reliant. And then when I can't do something on my own and I need to ask for help, I might shame myself and you should be able to do this. What's wrong with Mm -hmm. you? Right. And and I do not think that's a very uncommon experience.
0: Wow. Yes. Thank you so much for that, for that clarification, because that really resonates for me. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, as a result of, you know, all this realization, I started to really go back. And I've, I, obviously self-talk isn't a new topic for me. I have been working on being kinder and more gentle and compassionate with myself for several years now. And, yeah. and like you said before, teaching our clients to, to do that as well, because the quality of our lives are, they're determined by mm-hmm. the quality of the the narrative of the conversation we're having with ourselves.
1: Yes. So true. You know, and so some people might say, well, what do you mean my conversation with myself? Well, really, it's the thoughts that we think, you know, my thoughts are me speaking to me. Right. So the thoughts that run through my head, you know, like what I just said, oh, that was so stupid. I can't believe you did that. What's wrong? The what's wrong right. with you. Right. You know, or whatever I may constantly say to myself, I used to put a lot of pressure on myself to achieve and accomplish, and I could berate myself up and down when I didn't get, quote, enough finished. You know, my value in the world was very connected to my accomplishments. Again, not the truth, but based on, you know, what I learned about myself, right? So my thoughts uh, that were always about you got to get that finished. I can't, you have to finish that today, you know, or whatever it is, like a lot of pressure on myself. That's my self-talk. Right. Yeah. So if my self-talk is full of demands and high, you know, high, maybe even unrealistic expectations, you know, that's not a very compassionate way to be in relationship with myself. Right. And you know, the, the voice that says you better do that otherwise, or the voice
0: that says, mm-hmm. Who do you think you are to do that? <laughs> so you have you have all these different voices, and i I'm just realizing like how much it's you know this this underground sort of operating system mm. is like really destructive in a way. and mm-hmm. i we can change that, you know, like once upon a time yes. it was we weren't aware that we were even talking to ourselves. We weren't aware of how incessant you know the voices are. And now we are we can we can yes. actually we can actually change the narrative. That's
1: right. Not until we are aware, can we do something about it? So now that we're aware, we can pull it to choice, you know?
0: And can you imagine what it would be like if people spoke to themselves more compassionately, more lovingly? I mean, if you do that, because I have to believe that, you know, if you're being tough on yourself, it's easy to be tough on somebody else.
1: Absolutely. So, and I, and I, it's always a reflection. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, I used to hesitate saying that, like, the idea that what's happening out here, the way I am with you, the way I am with my employees is a reflection of what's going on in, in within me and my relationship with me. I used to think, you know, maybe sometimes, I'm not really sure, but honestly, doing this all these years, I literally, it is it is always, yes. <laughs> you know, if I see something out here that's that's bothering me or that I think is not happening the way it should be. I can pause and say, "Okay, let's look at how that's showing up in the way I am relating and speaking with myself." I love to say, "If you spot it, you got it right." Yeah, yeah. And why? You know, I think the uh, I am so much more effective at helping to create the change I want to see out there when I've already walked through that myself. Oh, yeah. Because I'm sure for many reasons, but the one that I'm going to say is. Because then I have empathy for somebody else who is going through, you know, or being in the same situation, you know, whatever, the same thing, I can see the same thing happening out there. Having the empathy helps me to relate with that other person, you know, in a way that is going to inspire and motivate and actually have a chance of leading to the change I wish to see versus if I relate with them in an unconscious way or uh, non-deliberate an unintentional way. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes, that makes a lot of sense. And, you
0: know, when you think about leadership, you know, in, inside organizations, inside communities in, inside homes, and you think about like people are following your lead. Mm-hmm. So if you change the way you're speaking to yourself, then that ripple is going to be super impactful. You know, I was, I was talking about this today earlier on another coaching call and the, person I was talking to said, I'll have what you're having. (laughs) You know, it was just like, yes, we want to speak to ourselves Mm -hmm. this way. We want to be loving and deserving and compassionate. And I wanted to also distinguish, it doesn't mean letting off the hook because a lot of times when I bring this up, people think, well, I don't want to let myself off the hook because then I'll be lazy and then I won't do, and then I won't strive. And then, it's, it's not, Mm-mm. right. it's not that. It's like, a right, yeah. it could be very encouraging. Mm-hmm. Like, keep going, keep going, keep going. You got this, you can do it, yeah.
1: <laughs> you know? That's right. I mean, yeah, we could still, we're still moving in the same right. direction, but rather than saying, don't you dare even think about not finishing that. I don't care if you have to stay up till midnight. You know, if I say to myself, yeah, this is really important and you're you're looking forward to having this done. You know, let's just go a little longer or let's get up a little early tomorrow, get a good night's sleep, like whatever, being encouraging as opposed to demanding right. on myself and on other people. But, you know, first letting it begin with me because then I'll, it'll be um, more natural.
0: And I have, a, I have a really recent example. I went for a small surgical procedure the other day and I was really nervous and I... Felt myself getting, you know, like the adrenaline was rushing and I was getting kind of hyper vigilant around health and, you know, just feeling all these nerves and anxiety. And the talk in my head was, uh-oh, what if this is really worse than it is? What if it's very painful? What if, what if? And then it was there was the pot, like, okay, wait a second. I notice you're going down that path that you you you've gone down before that's a habit. You know, what's another thought you can think? What's another possibility about this experience? What is it that you want to create versus what you're afraid of having happen? And so even just asking myself questions, you know, how do you want to feel while you're there? How do you want to feel when you're done? You know, beginning with the end in mind, as we've talked about before.
1: Mm-hmm. So, So you're basically having that dialogue with yourself, as we've talked about in the context of, you know, being more effective with our. We talked about in the context of change, creating change in our organizations, and yeah, all these same things are coming up here in your dialogue with yourself because you ultimately wanted to create a change from, you know, a fear-based going in with a fear-based response to going in with a level of acceptance or trust or whatever. Exactly, and as I was driving to this appointment. I had
0: to get on a highway where there was an accident, like a big accident. Like we were at a standstill. A giant eighteen-wheeler lost its load in the middle of the highway, and there was like four lanes covered in gravel. Whoa! And so we were dead stop. And this was an appointment where, like, I was just getting there in time, and then dead stop. And so my now my ways is telling me I'm going to be fifty minutes late. I'm like, oh my God, if I don't get there, then my appointment's going to be canceled or rescheduled. And now I'm going to have to. And so all this whole, you know, the dialogue, the thing that was going on in my head, man, that voice was incessant. You know, the worrier yeah. and the the ruminator, <laughs> like they were all, they were like having a party, a concert. Mm-hmm. And um. so I really had to take over. I really had to take, instead of just yes. letting the voice do what, you know, the other voices do whatever, you know, have a party with themselves. I was like, wait a second, this has got to be perfect. You left in plenty of time. You know, so I started just speaking to myself in a different way. And I have to tell you, I was 50 minutes late and so was the doctor because he was running behind. (laughs) So I got there in perfect
1: time. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's right. And regardless of the outcome, you would have arrived there feeling a heck of a lot more I did, I did. To handle whatever they were going to tell you when you got to the desk, you know, whether it was, I'm sorry, we'll have to reschedule or, oh, no problem. You're right on time, you know? Yeah. I mean,
0: I, I just, I handled it so beautifully in my mind. You know, I can, I can honestly say I handled it beautifully in my mind and it really, really helped and, and created a different experience for me.
1: Yeah. So let's maybe move into a couple of the steps that we can each take, Yeah. you know, so first is becoming aware of what is my present inner conversation like, you know, and, and I usually just tell people who are starting this practice to just take a couple of breaks during the day, a couple of moments to listen within, to just stop and listen within to what uh, what I've been saying to myself over the past couple hours or whatever, and keeping a journal and writing things down um, just to be, start becoming aware of it. it that, that step doesn't even take real long because I think, you know, we get very quickly, we get to know, oh, well, when I'm stressed, I usually go here. And, you know, when my kids are acting like this, I go here. And, you know, we start to get very familiar. We're, we're probably already familiar. Mm-hmm. It's just pulling it into our, you know, conscious awareness. That way then we can begin to shift it. And um, one of the things that my mentor and teacher in the Gestalt therapy training program, Mariah, she, the first step, you know, as we become an observer of ourselves and we're listening within and getting more familiar with our thoughts, as soon as I become aware that I'm speaking to myself in a way that is unhelpful, unkind, you know, or all of the above, the first step is to... Well, press the pause button on that. But then to apologize to myself, to just, you know, noticing it, wow, I I hear how I'm speaking to you, D. you know, that's not, that's not helping. I'm sorry. Let's shift this. You know, so in other words, really seeing yourself as a person, as a human being, that if you caught yourself talking that way to anybody else you would say, oh my gosh, I, I'm sorry. I shouldn't be wow. speaking to you like that. Yeah. You know, that's very, Wow, yeah. that's, that's- So extending that same level of compassion mm-hmm, to ourselves. Mm-hmm.
0: So just to be clear in terms of steps, we have five. The first one is to observe it, right? And then the second one mm-hmm. is to apologize to yourself.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, add, I threw that in there.
0: <laughs> That's really, really good. Because as soon as you notice, then you can, you know, you, mm-hmm. you you stop yourself with that apology. It's like, oh my
1: gosh, yes,
0: wow, Look yeah, how I was talking to you. I mean, that in and of itself is yes. so loving. It is it's a very loving gesture.
1: Yeah, right. So whether we actually say I'm sorry, or we just press the brakes and uh, say it out loud, like, oh wow, I I was just speaking to you in a very unkind way. Let's let's change that. Let's have a do-over. Yeah.
0: And then I think the third step is to think about, you know, how would you want to be spoken to? And, to, you know, to to replace that negative self-talk with something more compassionate, you know, even though you don't like how you just reacted, I still totally and completely love and accept you, or I still totally and completely love and accept myself.
1: Yeah. And the two words that I find are, we all need two qualities in our relationship with is self-acceptance and self-support. So if we even just think about in that moment saying something to myself that is either supportive or accepting, like you just said, you know what? Yeah, this is a tough situation we're in. And I love and accept you. We're gonna we're gonna be okay. You know, or something supportive. But learning to be a support for ourselves, to be a friend, you know, to ourselves is such a life changer. It is just a transformational practice.
0: Yeah. Wow. I love that you said that because that's really, I, I love that you named it. It's true. We need self-acceptance and and self-support. And you can say either yeah. one of those. And that's what that's every right. relationship needs.
1: Yes. You know, the acceptance yes.
0: and the support. And then you know, I think that the fourth step is practice, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, even if you're a trained professional and I've had so many people that recently I've talked to them about this, like, when am I going to know, you know, when am I going to be able to, and I'm like, how about never, how about you'll always be a human being. Mm-hmm. And it's going to always require that you hone, you know, your skill. Like if you were a concert pianist or you were a professional athlete, you wouldn't just say, well, I arrived. I'm never going to, practice piano again, or right. I'm never going to yeah. be on the field again, you know, until a game. Yeah. No. Except the game. Right. Yeah. Right. Yep. So you have to hone.
1: And you know why also, and I love that analogy because also I, I want to get my hands on my piano, right. you know? Right. And I think, you know, developing a proactive practice of being kind to myself, like back in the days when I had to, for my own survival, I had to change that dialogue. And so it started as a, they were making it a practice. Now I find that like, I just want to, you know, I'm talking to myself all day long, but in a different way, you know, in a, like, yes. like I'm with me, I'm never, I'm not alone. Like I have someone on my side all the time. So yeah. And so making it a practice, I tell people who this may be a little new for to start every morning, you know, greet yourself. Good morning. I'm here with you today, you know, we're doing oh, this well, day together. Yeah. Let's make it, you know, how do we want it to be? Like let's, you know, and sometimes I even have like a little um a little card that they can print off and put in their mirror or wherever on their phone. But the statements are think, you know, asking yourself what words would be helpful for you to hear from me today. You know, and what words would be helpful you didn't hear from me today. So like when we're starting, getting started in that practice and just becoming aware of what I'm saying to myself, that is just old narrative. And I, you know, I really would like to stop every morning, just reminding myself, Hey, this is what I'd like to hear from you today. You know? Wow. So I think in addition to putting these steps in the um, show notes,
0: that it would be great if we could include absolutely that in the show notes as the well. Card. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The card, that's amazing. Yeah. And then finally, I think just, you know, the fifth step is just reemphasizing, being gentle with yourself. You know, you're likely mm-hmm. new at this. And if you're not new, you're still, you professional practicing. Oh yeah. And <laughs> it's a new tool in your tool belt, or it's a, it's, you know, a, a trusty tool in your tool belt and just use it with, with the loving kindness that it deserves. That you
1: deserve. -hmm.
0: Oh my gosh, I loved having this conversation with you today. Yeah. You really brought in some stuff that I like, wow, that kind of wowed me.
1: Mm. Yeah. So thank you. That's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. You're very welcome. Thank you as well. Yeah. And so as you listeners go off and start talking to yourself, Mm because we all know you're doing it anyway, (laughs) right? We're all talking to ourselves. (laughs) Um, Yeah. As we become more intentional in the ways that we're speaking to ourselves, we would love to hear back from you on how this information and this practice literally has changed your life because I believe it will. Yes. Yes. Let us know how it's working for you. And if you haven't already subscribed to
0: the podcast, Rethinking Leadership, Serving Fresh Ideas Over Coffee, please go to Apple Podcasts and do so now. Yeah. Yeah, We'll see you again next time. See you next time. We're so glad that you were here with us today, listening to Rethinking Leadership, Serving Fresh Ideas Over Coffee.
1: You can connect with Jackie Lesser on JackieLesser.com and you can connect with me, Dee Yarrison, at EssentialShiftNow.com and we'll see you next time.